Welcome to Cellmates. Welcome. I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. And this is a podcast about uh, animated movies where mm-hmm. we take two or more animated movies, uh, compare, contrast, generally throw a Venn diagram over them. Often these movies are Disney. But not always. Often these movies are musicals. Not always. Often these movies are good. But not always. Dick Ward. What oh, that was you, a good intro. What are you? It is a good intro yeah. when we remember it. Um, what are you drinking? So uh, it's kind of a brownish, yellowish drink. Yeah, the brown sugar is really seeping. Again. I'm tasting a lot of pineapple and, then it and a lot of a lot of pineapple. Yeah. So um, this is co- well. What so, would you call this? I oh man, like this is not the cocktail at all that we looked at. Some sort of <laughs> baby. So is what I'd call it. The original cocktail I looked up is a non-alcoholic one called the Baby Cocktail. Oh. Um, that's pineapple juice and cream. Uh, we didn't have cream, and usually we put at least a little bit of uh, 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 adult beverage in our cellmates' <clears throat> podcast drinks. So, oh, adult beverage. Is I'm what we're calling this the. Baby who has seen th- some things. Yeah, okay. Cocktail, that's which I think works for. Okay, this our is movies this is crazy better. because that does that does remind me of our movies. And I was that I, on purpose. Um, yes. Oh, it always is. Huh. Um, I was I was gonna say pour one out, but we don't have any more pineapple juice, so we can't. Let's not pour one but out. But pour one out for uh, if. If at home you have enough pineapple juice, uh, for Blue Sky Studios, yeah, because we are tributing them today, um, <laughs> but they are no longer. Well, I don't. I don't want to call this a tribute. A the point is, Blue we're Sky referencing them. Studios was recently acquired by Disney, oh. and people were excited about that because they said, "Okay, this is like the Ice Age movies and some other things," and um, you know, they they aren't the number one in the field, but. It gave a lot of people opportunities for, they said, great, Disney's got this, so they take care of them. Nope. Disney has shut them down <laughs> uh, and is going to, quote, try to find jobs for the 450 people who work for them, but there are no guarantees. Um, so shout out to all the amazing people who make animated movies for any studio, mm-hmm. and I hope they all find um, some new work very soon. Blue Sky Studios, I'm just on their website mm-hmm. real quick, so I'm just going to read some of their films. The Peanuts movie, Skies in Disguise, Robots, Rio, Ice Age, Horton Hears a Who, Ferdinand, and Epic. Yeah. Um, so we are doing Ice Age this week. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be appropriate to and look at one of the... And we've done Spies in Disguise in the past. We have not done an episode about Spies in Disguise. We just watched that. We for just watched fun? it. Well, we watched oh. it in preparation for another episode, but we that was too long ago. Now we're oh gonna freak, we're gonna have to watch it again. Oh I'm so boy. sorry. Anyway, because uh, babies who have seen some stuff yep. uh, in Ice Age, yep, and uh, Tokyo Godfathers, yep. Japanese uh, animated movie made. A year after Ice Age, so we're true. we're yeah. looking at the early two thousands, the early aughts here Oof. today. Um, Going back to Fred Durst and the Backstreet Boys, yeah, and the Backstreet Boys. Well, by this time, they were a little bit past their peak, but that's oh, okay. Well, Dick, why did we? Why would why would you pair Ice Age and Tokyo Godfathers? They're two movies that couldn't look more different. Yeah. <laughs> And like we watched Ice Age, and we were like, okay, well, let's let's figure out what to do. Maybe we'll do two Blue Sky Studios things. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll. But after we finished watching Ice Age, I was like, I'm surprised 
because I had seen the movie mm. and I did not remember that it was about a baby. We both, this happened to both of us. We both have seen the movie. We both forgot there was a baby in it. And that is the main plot. That's the main thing so, of Ice Age. So maybe like, I wonder if Ice uh, Age 2 is like the one I actually remember or something like you do with Shrek 2. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so... So once we once we figured that out, I was like, okay, there's some. <laughs> what is happening? What are you? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Your microphone keeps. I know it's it's bending down. down. I've got to. Really I've got to adjust this a little okay. bit. All right. Sorry. There's, sorry, there's some there's gravity some noise, issues, friends. But um, so, so uh, there's a baby. There's a baby for three like. Kind of reclusive loners yeah. by choice or not by choice, find and then try to return it to its rightful owner. Parent, in this case. Its parents, yeah. <laughs> its rightful parents. The owner of the baby. The owner of a baby. That's that's uh, that's accurate. So we thought, surely there's gotta be another movie that does this. Like Three Men and a Baby is a literal title of a movie, yeah. although it's not animated, so we can't do it for this podcast. And then I thought Oh, wasn't there an Oscar-nominated movie called Tokyo Godfather that is basically the same plot? And and you were mostly right. right. <laughs> yeah. It is the same plot. Not Oscar-nominated. Very much so. Probably should have been. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, also, three um, reclusive characters um, experiencing homelessness in this mm-hmm. movie who the baby is uh, discovered and they're trying to get the baby back to... Their parents. Yeah. So it's it is it's the same it's, plot. It's a it's a very similar plot. And yeah. we discovered researching. We said, okay, great, we'll do Tokyo Godfathers. But we discovered researching, and maybe you already knew this, listener, that these are both based on um, the story Three Godfathers, which is over a hundred years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a nineteen sixteen book, and it's been quite a few Western movies, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, both both I'd, like um, both American and Japanese movies. Yes. Have been made of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so that is super interesting yeah. as well. Um, the Western seems a lot darker than both of these, if you can believe Ooh. it. And Tokyo Godfathers is pretty, it's pretty dark, dark at times. Um, yeah. In the original, like almost everyone dies. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, spoilers. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe everyone dies in these movies, too. We don't know. Spoilers. At we least don't... one person lives through these movies. Spoiler. Uh, so besides not remembering that there was a baby in it, Dick, yeah. what is your experience with Ice Age? I think I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm confident that I've seen Ice Age, but I didn't remember any of it. So maybe I've only seen Ice Age 2 or something. Um, you know, I, I... What would have been the context for seeing I would have movie? seen it as like a rental. Mm. Like... When my mm-hmm. sister was watching it, or maybe my dad was watching it, mm-hmm. I I don't know. This is not something that was like heavily on my radar. Mm-hmm. What about you? I saw it in the theater. Whoa! Uh, with my family. Aww. So yeah, this was not heavily on my radar. Clearly, I also forgot that there was a baby in it. But um, I remember it being a period of time where Disney had kind of lost the stranglehold on the industry. Yeah. Right, like. Pixar was coming into play and a cut like DreamWorks. But I remember it being of like the higher tier of the non Disney's of like right. all the studios coming in. It's like, well, this one 
has a plot. It holds together. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, the characters are interesting. Like, it's an interesting story. I didn't expect. Um, yeah, and I think I've seen the second one, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and never seen it again after <laughs> seeing it in the theaters. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you, uh, Dick, are you are you prepared? Oh yeah. Hold on. Let me pull you up, some, look character up some character names. names. I think. I. You know what? I might actually know them. There's Snuffleupagus. Uh huh. There's Rat. <laughs> it's Grat Scrat. It's actually one of the I think directors' daughters. Uh, came up with an idea for a character that was half rat, half squir- squirrel. <laughs> and so that's what that the character that opens Aww. the movie is named Scrat. I like, I like Scrat. Uh, Scrat's all yeah. right. You have to be a monster not to like Scrat. Okay. Okay, here we go. I got a cookie timer queued up. <laughs> you ready? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. Is that an official mascot? I don't know. I oh, think it would be a costume. Get that away from me. On the Wikipedia uh, for Ice Age, there's a person wearing a Sid costume, and it is it hideous. Is not. It, yeah, the caption is literally a person wearing a Sid costume. Yeah. What, stu- what park would this have been at? Anyway, Doesn't figure matter. it out. All right. All right. Are you ready to no. summarize this movie no. in two minutes or less? No. Great. Well, here you go. Go. Okay, so yeah, um, there's a woolly mammoth named Manny, and he's going north when all the other peoples are going south, what? and it's not really clear why. And he meets a guy named Sid, who's a John Leguizamo, and he's like a swath or something. Anyway, Sid is like, yo, we're best friends now, and Manny's like, nope, but they are. And also, uh, there's a... Uh, uh, Dennis Leary, Sabretooth Tiger. Um, that they're like hunting humans and they're trying to get revenge for something. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> what happens is Mama runs away from these uh Sabretooth Tigers and she jumps off a waterfall. And then, as her dying action, she gives her baby to a woolly mammoth to save. And the woolly mammoth is like, uh... Anyway, they have to learn how to take care of a baby. What? what? Also, Dennis Leary is there with him. He's a saber-toothed tiger, and he's going to trick them and eat them. Mm-hmm. But then Oof. it turns out he loves them. What? Continue. Okay, it turns out they're friends. And he doesn't trick them and eat them. And in the end, they beat the other bad saber-toothed tigermans. They go find the humans who this baby uh, is owned by and give it back. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Also, there's a there's a saber-toothed rat squirrel named Scrat. He's great. He tries to bury the nut all over the place. He's not really good he at it. He doesn't do a very good job of it, huh. no. That's the movie. That's a lot that's of the time movie. left. Okay. Yeah. What did I miss? like Manny's backstory or Diego's whole thing. I don't remember Manny's backstory. Okay. Well, so cookies are done. Cookies look, are done. it is a two-minute summary, yeah. not a two-minute let's do a long exploration so, of each character. Yeah, that's fair. Diego's the thing through most of his time with the trio is he's tricking them into thinking that he's on their side, bringing them back to the humans when yeah. he's really like a bounty hunter for this kid. You yeah. mentioned it. but I said that. Yeah. Um, it was pretty clear. And um, <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot to this movie. 
but it's got some endearing um, ness. I kind of like how chill it is, especially huh. for a 2002 movie, right? Like when you have so much going on in so many children's films of this time. Um, I like that this is just a focus on a few characters. Mm-hmm. And I specifically like that there's not like even though Diego is like, you know, having this kind of reconnaissance mission that they don't know about through part of the time, there's no big blow up between the three of them. Yeah. And I like that, right? There's no like, oh, Shrek thinks Fiona hates him and now it's a whole thing. And then it like, no, he really did have a change of heart. And they just kind of say, okay, like there's not a big, we don't trust you anymore and we abandon you. And I specifically remember responding well to that. Yeah. In the thing, and this comes out what like the year after Shrek when and this movie a giant is giant misunderstanding that is unnecessary. This movie is also very Shrek in that Manny is our Shrek. He's just he's kind of a loner that wants to be alone, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sid is the, yeah. our donkey who's like a crazy annoying character that's like I'm going to be your friend yeah. no matter what you want. Um, so yeah, it definitely has some Shrek tropes. It has like. And yeah, like you're saying, it's a little less happening. Yeah. Is is accurate, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh which makes sense in the ice icy environment. Ooh. There's a lot of um some good global warming jokes there though. Well, there's that, like a global warming I joke. I thought there would be a lot more. I there's assumed only one. there would be more. There was there's one and it's not as bad as I thought it was. Ice age walk so happy feet could run and tap. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of global warming in anything? that movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. Gabawawa. Cool. What's up? Uh, How are you doing? Do you want to talk about the other movie? Yeah. Compare, where, contrast. Okay, where were you when you first analyze. heard about Tokyo Godfathers? I oh. And you said, oh, we can watch Tokyo Godfathers with it. That's got a baby. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like a good idea. And then I watched it. And it was great. Uh, it is, I think, the first, we were figuring this out, mm-hmm. first um, Japanese animation movie I've seen that's not... Um, you could just say anime. That's okay. Is I I feel like I've gotten in trouble before for saying something is anime. That's It's not fair. all Japanese animation. It's not anime, right? right it's, but not, it, yeah. it's a square and a rectangle. It's like one... Yeah. Anime well, is Japanese, like but a Japanese animation is A circle is, is not. a square, but a square isn't necessarily a circle. I understand what you're anyway, saying. First... Um, the first... Yeah, go ahead. First piece of Japanese animation, perhaps anime, uh-huh. um, that's not Miyazaki and not Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like Transformers, kind of, but not really because it's American so. produced. Yeah. And also, do you call that a movie? <laughs> Interstellar, kind of. But oh, that's is that? Also, that's animated in. Um, it's at in least Japan? animated in the style. Certainly of, in the style. Um, but yeah, like. The Daft Punks are, what, French? So, But also, like, it's a movie in a way that, like, I don't know. Even the Pokemon movie is, like, a really long episode of Pokemon. Yeah. And same with Transformers. But like, this was a movie movie. Yeah. Standalone. Mm-hmm. Not a long episode Beginning, middle, and end. It's not, not an experimental. Not songs in a row. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, you. Um, one of the writers is the Samurai Jack nope. guy? No. Uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. Yeah. Another and Cartoon Samurai, Network. Samurai Jack is... Hotel Transylvania. You got it. Yeah. Which also doesn't look like this movie. Dick, when did you first learn about Tokyo Godfathers? So probably like 2003. Oh. 
Uh, when it came out, um, 2003, 2004 is when I would have heard about it. 2004 Oscars is when I thought it won an award. <laughs> it did not. I, I don't know why I know about this movie, because I thought I knew about it from the Oscars. So I'm very confused. Um, it's also by the it's by the same person who did Millennium Actress, which came out a year before mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. did not get nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um Really, just really odd snubs. I don't know. It seems like there's something with the studio and the Academy. Um, I mean, it's also 2003. I mean, I guess Triplets of Bells. Spirited Away won in 2003. Yeah, but Miyazaki is like a name. I understand. I feel like the animated category now is more more open to different. Like, Mm. it was right. It was created so that like Beauty and the Beast couldn't get nominated for an Oscar again. Like, there's a place to put them. Um, and so for a while, it was just Disney, Pixar, and kind of whatever else was up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, besides Shrek, Disney and Pixar just slaughter but everyone. Just for the record, Ice Age was Oscar nominated. It certainly was. Okay, cool. <laughs> it did not win, though. Spirited Away did win against So, yeah, Ice that's Age. that's my general thing. I had mm-hmm. heard of it. Mm-hmm. I knew very little about it, except for it was about three guys who find a baby. Mm-hmm. And have you, you mentioned Millennium Actress. Have you seen Millennium Actress? No, but I've heard a lot of good things. Okay. Now I'd be very interested to see Mm -hmm. all of his other work. All right. I'm going to try to. We're going to watch Cowboy Bebop. Summarize. Cowboy Bebop. (sighs) So many things to watch. I know. Uh, I'm going to try to summarize this. We're going to see how it goes. I've got some character names up. Can Can I go over how to pronounce character names? Sure. No, actually, I think I got it. Okay. Gin, it's not Gin, Gin, Hana, Miyuki, Mm -hmm. Kyoko, Mm -hmm. and I got everyone else. Okay, great. Yeah, and I'm going to say, Kate, I'm still going to make sure you're cut off after two minutes. Yeah. But good luck. Yeah, thanks. Because this movie is just nonstop things happening. Yeah. All right. And go. Here I go. Uh, three characters, Gin, Hana, and Miyuki. They're kind of like a traveling tribe. They call themselves uh, homeless hobos. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they they survive off the street. Anyway, they find this baby in the garbage. Oh, no. They're going to bring it to the police. But Hana, um, who is, depending on versions, a drag queen or uh, trans, mm-hmm. um, wants to take care of the baby because she wants a baby. She, and she want, this, is, this is her only opportunity. So, no, we're going to bring it to the police in the morning. We're going to take care of it. But it turns out they're not super well equipped to take care of a baby, so they kind of stumble into a bunch of different situations. They meet like a, an actual godfather, like mob boss, who takes them to a place and gets them uh, some food. But then Miyuki gets kidnapped by um, like a Latin gang, but then she bonds with that. And it turns out each of them, there's less plot and more each of them have issues with parent-ish things. Um, Hannah was more or less abandoned by her family and grew up um, with a mother figure of uh, another drag queen or trans person, depends. Um, Gin abandoned his family because he had some gambling problems and couldn't take care of them. And Miyuki left her family because they were too religious and then she stabbed her father. So it's like them dealing with all of these things and the baby's not really getting closer to their mom. um, But they do find the mom after a while after putting together a lot of puzzle pieces and it's like 
a broken home that this baby comes from, but the parents should have her. So they find the mom who's about to kill herself off a bridge, but and then they go, oh, look, here's your baby. Don't kill yourself. Well, it turns out she is not the mom. She stole the baby Ooh. from the hospital, and then they have to track her down and get the baby back from her, and, the, and there's another hospital, and Gin finds his family, and Miyuki finds her family, and... There's drama, and then they do find the baby's parents and give them back, and then they be- all become the godfathers of the baby, or the godparents. Whoa. Thank you. Hey, congrats. Right, the basic plot is three people find a baby, yeah. uh, but, like barely keep the baby alive, and then return the baby to when her you, parents. When you started talking about <laughs> each character's parental issues... I didn't know what else to talk about. I was like, oh no, this is going to go on for like an hour. But that's... it's. It's a lot of character study. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a movie that the <clears throat> main kind of motif is coincidences, yeah. and how they, you know, add up and interact with each other. And so it's we we watched this with my brother Andy, yeah. uh, brother of the podcast, brother of the podcast, um, and we were saying like, oh, it's like like good Crash. It's like it's like Crash, but I'm not annoyed by it. It's a lot of, and it's things, not as preachy. It's a lot of things happening there incredibly coincidental Mm -hmm. or um, possibly divine depending on how you look at the movie well but and there is like those threads of it right it's kind of this somewhat surreal movie you know it's very like gritty and grounded but they're talking about religion and divineness and it's kind of loopy sometimes Mm -hmm. like it's described as a tragic comedy on Wikipedia, which I think is correct. How about that, yeah. And so the the tone gives a lot of leeway to these coincidences. Yeah. Is like they're not they're not as heavy on like being plot devices as just like connection points to illuminate the themes. Right. And it's not clear whether our like whether our narrator is reliable. Mm. Like there's some times where I feel like the movie is like presenting one thing and then being like, nah. It's not really that. You just you just thought it was. Right. Right. Yeah. Um yes. So this movie Tokyo Godfathers is a direct like the name is Tokyo Godfathers. It is based on three godfathers. Right. There's no like uh and even there's like in the so there the first movie I can find was Three Bad Men um based on this story. It's a silent western, nineteen twenty six. But probably the most famous is really a, good name. Ju- hmm? Three bad men. Three bad men. Yeah, it's a number three too. It's not the, not the word. And then three godfathers is again several it's the John westerns, Wayne. and that yeah. the most famous one is the John Wayne nineteen forty eight one. Yeah. And then that one there, I was reading plot summaries. Um. So in that one, <laughs> everyone but John, oh. like of the three men <laughs> with the baby. Um, and then John Wayne gets um, imprisoned because he's an outlaw at the end. I assume John Wayne is the character that survives. He's probably Manny. Um, he's Manny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in Three Godfathers, there's a character who, like, the Three Godfathers, at least the John Wayne movie, is very heavily reliant on, like, um, Jesus and biblical uh, references. That's not surprising. So they end oh. up like there's a kind of Bible nut among them who says this was divine intervention. We are supposed to take care of this baby. And Hana in Tokyo Godfathers constantly is, says that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it even starts with a um, nativity play. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Godfathers does, and you know, Three Godfathers has been also compared to the story of the Three Magi. 
Right. So it has like a three wise men, three magi sort mm-hmm. of vibe to it's it. It's already as well. here. Um, and so they end up heading toward like New Jerusalem because of biblical clues. It Three Godfather seems pretty heavy handed yeah. and pretty melodramatic, but I guess that's maybe just Westerns. That's I, fine. Um, so let's let's do some like let's like do some quick character layouts. Sure. Um, Gin mm-hmm. is Manny. Gin is is Manny. Yes. Basically, same, right? Same so, one because you skip this part of Manny's story. I don't. Summary. I still don't know this part of Manny's story. That's okay. Why so do you, you say, say Gin is Manny then? Because they're the same character, basically. You say more. Oh well, um, Gin and Manny both have families that they've lost. Kind of. Well, Manny had a family, the mammoth. How did he lose them? The the humans killed them. So they're dead. They're dead. The Gin's family. Gin not says dead. his family is dead, yeah. though. He that's his. That's his narrative. story. Yeah. yeah. But they're not. But no, they're not. They're fine. He just abandoned them. He just them. sucked. Yeah. He just, he just was a, a shitty dad and yeah. husband. But it was easier for him to like kill them off in his yeah. narrative. So, but right, they like they both are characters. I think probably what you were saying is um, they put barriers around themselves, mm-hmm. so they're the most. Kind of like protected and standoffish. Yeah, and they are like, um, they are where they are at by choice. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, where I I don't feel like, well, the other characters are, um, to an extent, but like, uh, shoot, what's the John Leguizamo's name? Sid. Sid. The sloth. Sid gets left behind. His mm-hmm. family yeah. abandons him. Yeah. Um, whereas, um. Mm, Diego, Han- no, Hannah, uh, Miyuki. Miyuki, yeah. thank you. Um, so uh, Miyuki's family, uh, or sorry, yeah, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Yeah. Her family abandons her. Yeah. Um, like at birth. Uh, but so those characters are, are kind of the layovers. Right. And Sid is the one who wants to take care of the baby the most. Mm-hmm. And they are also both... Uh, incredibly dramatic mm-hmm. comic reliefy characters mm-hmm. like they fit over each other well yes although i'd say well between the three and, but they also are both like the kind of the emotional core of the movie they're the too, heart, yeah because they're not as protected and they're more hard on their mm-hmm. sleeve um so it's not purely comic yeah yeah and then finally we have diego who's mm-hmm. a saber-toothed tiger mm-hmm. who like he joins for nefarious reasons he right. joins this trio to trick them mm-hmm. to eat them and steal this baby um but he has a family mm-hmm. that he is welcome to be a part of but that he, he screwed up their mission like right the reason they didn't get the baby the first time they went for it is because right. well diego didn't really screw up but that's how they framed it yeah um that he was in charge of getting the baby and he didn't and he didn't so now he's not really welcome back into the family until yeah. he does that. So he's kind of that's his motive is like, I need this is my last chance. Right. Where Miyuki, she doesn't join the trio for nefarious reasons, mm-hmm. but she did like get in a fight with her Yeah. Like religious zealous parents mm-hmm. and like her cat died or was her, right like something happened to her there cat. There was a misunderstanding and it was dad's fault, but the cat maybe comes back later. Unclear, but she, she, she believes, stabs her dad. Yeah, she believes he killed her cat. Yeah. So here's the thing with Miyuki's story, too. Like, there's got to be more, right? Like, mm-hmm. you talk about unreliable narrators. Yeah, she's not telling she's us. She's just saying, my mom's very religious. 
And you see in a flashback that she blames her dad for whatever happened to her cat. Yeah. And then she stabs him. That's step two. Like, there's got to be more going on there. There's something more. Yeah. So she's she's kind of the Diego. That's the only one that doesn't, like, completely overlap mm-hmm. because of the the purpose but also she is newest to join the group you'd assume because she's younger yeah and she's like i think she's the one who's most i think they say she's been on the street six months yeah at yeah. that time yeah so like whereas hannah and gin are kind of like uh oh, this again right like yeah, they're very grizzled gin, and used to the life gin said he'd like been homeless for like 30 years or yeah something, so. yeah and, I, and it seems like he and hannah go way back yeah so yeah um, so like the the characters, there are those those archetypes, overlap. right? The, yeah, the stories overlap to an extent. Um, it's just it's really interesting that these movies, like you said, they are they look nothing like each other. They are right. tonally very different, but they are so incredibly similar as movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so what what. This, I'm going to pose a question now. We might not be able to answer it to the end of the episode. Ooh. What, um, what, um, this story, The Three Godfathers, sure. has been made into at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight film adaptations mm-hmm. of various names. Um, wh- why? What about this story? It's interesting. And maybe right? we can break it down into the parts right and I, like i would say even like stories that aren't directly this mm-hmm. are still like there are still some stories that i'm like okay this isn't like the three men and a baby right mm-hmm. not directly based on this mm-hmm. but also you could see the influence yeah or even like life with mikey almost i was gonna say anything right? where like a an, an irresponsible adult Gets kind of saddled with a kid and has to figure out how to how take to, care to, of it and how to take care of themselves. Themselves, right? Yeah. So I guess Big Daddy. Yeah, is I mean, kinda, right? Yeah, there was a lot, right? So, so I'm sorry. What was the question? The question was what? Like, this book was written in 1916, right? Yeah. Like, how? What? Why? Why are we still seeing movies? I guess these movies were made in 2002, but right. 90 years later. But. Why is it getting two movies in basically the same 12-month year? Well, I'll say the uh, world has no shortage of daddy issues. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of shit parents out there, and their kids grow up and they write stories. Yeah. Um, I think it's partially that. Like, it's, it's also just really easy to identify with. Like, you know, as someone in my late 30s who is probably not ever having a child of my own mm-hmm. um i can still identify with like um oh what if i happened upon a child and then mm-hmm. well i'm not gonna n- not take care of it okay mm-hmm. what does that mean for me what does that mean for like my daily routine and my hobbies yeah. and and things like that um but also i can identify like like to an extent with each of these characters mm-hmm. like oh man like gin is like oh i screwed something up so i left and i never went back yeah and i'm like yeah i've done that i've done that sort of thing like not you know not with a family i don't have a second secret family but got it um 
like any of these characters, they're kind of outsiders. They're kind of learning how to be the best version of themselves because they were forced into this responsibility. And it's, I think it's easy to identify with. Yeah. The, the idea of, you know, learning how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause even, I think there are less, um, explicit daddy issues in ice age, mm -hmm. but there's still, there's still abandonment and there's still yeah. this idea of, I don't fit in either from circumstance or my own personality or, you know, whatever it is. I, I am by myself. I yeah. don't have a community I can count on, yeah. right? Diego, slightly less so, but still, he's not welcome back till he gets this baby. And, like, it's not a good community. Yeah, it's not a supportive, clearly, if yeah. they can turn on each other so quickly. Yeah, that's, it's, I, I feel like Ice Age, like, Tokyo Godfather does this to an extent, but Ice Age even more um, kind of pushes the message of, like, family is, like, you choose 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 your family. Your family is who you want them to be. Yeah, they talk about a few times in Ice Age, like this is what a herd does. It's yeah. a it's a line that comes back as a callback of like, well, this is a herd. We're a woolly mammoth, a sloth, a saber tooth tiger, and a baby human. But, but we're taking care of each we other. We are a herd. We're we supporting each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's kind of those two threads, right? Of like what it means to keep the baby alive, because. The baby's essentially a MacGuffin, right? Like, it's yeah. not its own character in either The movie. baby's not a character. It's just a thing that they have. Yeah. And no. so what does it take to keep this baby alive? And what does it take to keep our herd alive, right? Mm -hmm. Because not only are they learning how to take care of themselves, but they are having to use what tenuous bonds they have to each other in order, because it literally takes a village or a herd to yeah. raise a child. They're having to strengthen their relationships with each other. I think Tokyo Godfathers is a little different in that they already know each other at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Whereas Ice Age, they all meet, and then the baby is dropped into their laps immediately after. Yeah. Like, Tokyo Godfather, I, you know, we don't know. That's the interesting thing. It's like, we see each of the characters kind of reconnect with their past lives. Yes. Right? Um, Hana meets her, like, adopted mother or... Mm -hmm. or um, pseudo adopted yeah right like her she calls it like foster she, she mentions that she was raised in a foster home and that's not necessarily a bad thing when right. they're kind of debating the ethics of where does this kid belong mm -hmm. um and it is assumed that her foster the foster home that she is talking about is a either a again this is 2003 right <laughs> so it's either a drag bar a gay bar yeah, I mean, it, community. it seemed like a, a drag bar yeah. to, to me, just yeah. based on the and this what is, it seemed like they were trying to show. Also, this this character and the evolution of this film is interesting because originally this comes out in 2003 with Japanese and kind of like an English made-for-TV Yeah, that's dub. what it seems like. It's, it's there was like kind no of confusing. And in both of those versions, Hana is voiced by a cisgender male. Yeah. In the most recent adaptation, or the most recent dub, which is I think in the last year or two, because yeah, I read an interview that like it's quarantine twenty twenty, yeah, quarantine yeah. comes into their recording. Um, Hana is played by a trans actress, nice. um, Shikani something. I think it's just I think it's just uh, Mononym, but I could be wrong. Shika uh, Shakina Nifak is how oh, she's listed here on Wikipedia, I'm but um, both so both Hana and. Mother, right. her like adopted mother, are both played by um, trans individual. Kate Bornstein is mother, who goes by um, both 
she and they pronouns and nice. identifies as trans. Yeah, like which is awesome that you can up and both of them there's a really great interview that I read with the two of them and they look upon these characters with reverence. They're like, right. "I wish I I knew about this character growing up." Like they are both unapologetically themselves and yeah. they are, you know, Hannah especially is an emotional core of this movie um that they didn't I you know, I would look at this character and say, okay, made in 2003. Like, uh, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> and there were a few moments yeah. that made me think that. But, you know, if these, you know, and I'm sure two trans actresses do not speak for everyone. Right. right, right. Um, but they found them empowering and they changed a few lines for this version, like with their input. Um, just a few ways that things were worded. And the amazing quote of, um, oh, now I forget the quote. It's okay. Um, I'm a queer who cares. Yeah. Um, that is made. That is was put in by the actress who plays Hannah in 2020. Oh, so nice, lovely. Um, I, I was like Hannah to me. Um, reminds me a lot of like Angel from Rent. Yes. we've talked about, and um, I forget the character's name because I don't remember any of the character's name. But the the guy in a chorus line, um, who comes to New York and his parents like see him at a drag bar. Hmm. Um, and like, I, I feel like that's kind of, um, like an interesting trope, right? Like, or not, I mean, it's just, it's an interesting story. It's like, as a person who's like rejected by maybe society, rejected by maybe their Mm -hmm. original parents or their parents Mm -hmm. and they find a new family in this community Mm -hmm. who's like, we accept you for who you are, do your thing. Um, so yeah, Hannah finds that. <laughs> yeah, but she's always been connected. Like that's what's interesting about Hannah's story for me is that they they accept her with open arms. There's not a falling out. She has a falling out with like someone she's dating. Hannah thinks there's been a falling out. That's right. Mom, she had like a her, blow up at the bar. But her her like she goes back and yeah. they're just like, no, come back. We love yeah. you. So like that's a that's a falling out that's in her mind more than well and really all three of them right have falling outs that are bigger in their mind than mm-hmm. they are yeah. right Miyuki's dad even though he was stabbed by her at least according to Miyuki like sees her from across another train and like yeah. wants to reconnect with her yeah and he wants Gin's her back. family wants to reconnect with it like yeah when he um the nurse that treats Hana because Hana has some kind of bad cough up blood it's something. It's not super clear. Um, but she has an episode and ends up in a hospital, and the nurse who takes care of her ends up being Gin's daughter, yeah. now grown up, when he said that she had died at age five. Are and there... she is open to reconnecting. Yeah. Like... I think she's, like, the most hesitant. Sure. But she's also just like, yeah, let's 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 talk instead of, let's like... Let's talk right now in this hospital lobby. Like, you right? could just be like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, going back to the original thing I was saying. So sorry. I it's, took us no, off it's on okay. a real these, tangent. These are great discussions. Um, is that uh, we see each of these characters meet their families mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in some way. And the movie ends. And we don't, yeah. we don't really know where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. In Ice Age, I think we see the end and we say, okay, 
these three are a family and they're going to be together now. Right. Whereas in Tokyo Godfathers, the happy ending might be these three splitting up. Yeah. Right. And like going back to their families Mm -hmm. where Ice Age, it's like we made a new family. Tokyo Godfathers is like we have a new family, but also we we do have these other families and we need to at least reckon with that. Which I think is is super interesting, yeah. right? And it, it points to the fact that Tokyo Godfathers is in no way attempting to be a children's movie, no. right? Like we, in Western, we've talked about this, like in Western animated is shorthand for children's movies yeah. and there's very few exceptions. Other places in the world, nah, that's Not so fine. <laughs> and especially Japan. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, no, it, just because it's drawn doesn't mean it's for kids. And that's, yeah. yeah, it felt very, like, it reminded me like, oh, we should probably watch more movies made for adults in our life. Like, we don't watch that many. Like, I, I've got a list of, like, One Night in Miami and Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm like, we need to watch these, but we're constantly watching these animated we're movies for a podcast. Like, fucking B-movie. Children slash family. Yeah, and also yeah. B-movie. Um, yeah. Whereas Ice Age is um, probably a more, you know, conclusive or, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's more ni- it's more neatly wrapped at the end. Yeah. In terms of like, this is what they learned. Their kind of their connections to their family are more or less cut off, right? Manny's family is dead. Yeah. Sid Sid gets Sid's, rejected mid film yes. too by Sid's other slots. family. Does not want him. Diego's family is bad news. Yeah. So there's no reason to reconnect because he, there aren't. He only gets rejected by the other slots because the baby's not there. To be fair. It, they, true, but they loved him when they thought he was a father. Like superficially, so also no, those I, sloths were had the worst. Um, like what are we? What are we gonna call this? Like pink, pink bat. Pink bat. The yeah. worst pink bat uh, I've ever seen. Where it's just like a sloth with like they had like bikinis on. I have no idea. It was extra fur. It was like oh yeah, they there had were like, like layers of like triangle fur weird, that like, were like fur boobs. Looked like like implant. Size like, boobs, but fur implants. But fur implants. But they were like a uni, a uniboob. Like a- <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. It was like right, like in um Bambi, like <sighs> Flower and Thumper's female counterparts have like a little bit of like a. There's a like a like little, a little, a little like, bit of curve, a little yeah. But these ones were just like, f- like like a water it balloon. Was weird. In like it reminds me of like when my cousins and I were little and we'd like put water balloons in our bathing suit and be like, oh, yeah, like it, it was so, I don't know what happened in that scene because I was so distracted by like, what is this? So to, to me, like when I think of them, they remind me of the two floozies that Homer and Flanders marry in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like the character designs are exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, Also, what a waste of Jane Krakowski. She's one of them. Do we confirm that? Them, yes. Oh boy, she's so stinking funny and so stinking talented, and that is a waste of a Jane Krakowski. Or two thousand two, less people knew that, but yeah, I know. But still. come on, Broadway's Jane great. Krakowski. Broadway's Jane Krakowski. Thirty Rock's Jane Krakowski. Not at that point, it's insane. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, she's great. She's great. Uh, yeah, those sloths don't have any impact, but it does seem like Sid is just more naturally like he doesn't have to sell himself to this new family right the way he we would assume that he would and they've left him behind several times at this point right so yeah yes there's there's i guess a chance of reconciliation there and 
Look, I don't know what happens in the other movie. All I know no. about the second movie is Manny gets a girl mammoth There's like played a by Queen mammoth, Latifah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a Latifah mammoth. And But there's like two more. Yeah. There's at least four of them. And I think it's a very much diminishing return situation based on the reviews I've seen. Well, uh, there's also some Scrat shorts, which I'm sure... That's great. That's a great idea. Great. Scrat is great. The, I should have said in my history with this... One of my main, like, salient features of Ice Age that I remember in my head is um, my college roommate, Allison, just being in tri- – like, she likes animated movies, right? Like, not the way I do, but, like, this squirrel was her, like, just cry, laugh, immediate. Yeah. Just upon seeing him, she would just lose it <laughs> anytime. That's Commercial, great. movie, shorts. Just, like, Scrat is a great – Just perfect for her. I really like that runner, and I think it's uh, so right. Like Ice Age, we love Tokyo Godfathers. We, we like. Well, I'm I, excited I to watch s- that movie again. I will say, if you go into Tokyo Godfathers, know that the tone is different. Mm-hmm. Know that it's a PG-13. It's movie. wild. Yeah, it is not for children. And like going into it, I think the first five or ten minutes, I was adjusting. Yeah, because yeah. like. Again, it's like it's a Christmas movie about an orphan being like, well, it's, it happens at Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but it's about like, a, you know, some guys finding an orphan and then returning it to its family. And even though I knew it wasn't a kid's movie, I kind of had kid's movie in my mind. Right. So there were a couple of moments in the first couple of minutes that I'm just like, this is really inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized, oh, yeah. No, oh, it's, this it's, is not it's a kid's supposed mo- to be It's not a kid's, a kid's movie. movie. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Um, so yeah, it took, it took like a little bit to adjust to, mm-hmm. but I loved it. And every scene has something like, oh, this is yeah, happening just now? just constant All right. insanity. It's just, it is a yeah. ride. Um, Ice Age, we didn't, we probably didn't like as much. It wasn't great. Um, however, I think there are some neat things. It's interesting because on our Cellmates podcast Twitter, which you can follow and I've heard of that. Uh, suggest pairings to us there, uh, we've curated that Twitter account to like mostly follow like animation nerds and theme park nerds. Yeah. And so the day that Disney announced that Blue Sky was being more or less discontinued, that was all our Twitter feed on Cellmates <laughs> podcast. I'm like, did you see this? And you're like, no, I don't log into that account. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people saying, you know what, you know, either Blue Sky was my first job in animation mm-hmm. and I love the way they treated me and I got to like, like it was a an ideal playground to work on this and this and I learned this from it and I'm really sad that they're going under. Yeah. Um, every, it, the, kind of the general consensus seems to be like, did Blue Sky produce any like really important um, story works, <laughs> like right. masterpieces? No, No. but they did some really new things and they were on kind of some um, cutting edges of certain technologies and certain. And there needs to be a there needs to be smaller studios Mm -hmm. where people can get their start, Mm -hmm. where people can like direct their first film. And maybe it's not the best film they'll ever direct, but it's only got a budget of 20 million instead of 300 million. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you, you need to be able to like make some mistakes and get some learning mm-hmm. experiences in and it's yeah it's a it's a shame that the studios shut down well and what i 
you know, I, I read all those tweets yeah. on the feed and then saw the movie again for the first time in almost 20 years. And Scrat specifically is something that stood out to me is like mm -hmm. this just total non sequitur runner. Right. He's the yeah. first scene in the movie. Yep. He and he's the, the acorn last scene, right? And cut. Yeah. In the last scene. Yeah. And he like causes this giant ice to fall and it like kind of sets in like. Yeah. But you keep coming back to him. And again, he's inconsequential. But you return him three or four times in the yeah. movie. It's always really funny. It's just a fun little extra thing that's happening. And like what other movie does that? Like what a what a neat choice. Yeah. Right. For this story that is otherwise kind of pretty um, focused on just four characters, mm -hmm. essentially three characters and a MacGuffin. Um, and I, I, I watch, was waiting for you. To I would <laughs> watch that. Three characters and a MacGuffin. We watched it twice. Yeah, actually. Uh, things like that or like the like there are some like ice in this movie. Not great. Like the surfaces that they're on most of the movie no, are this movie does not look very good. solid color, very one dimensional sparse. kind of. But like water looks really amazing in mm -hmm. this movie. How did what? Like Finding Nemo is not for another year. Yeah. And even Nemo doesn't have like rushing water and waterfalls mm. the way this movie does. And this looks so good. Yeah. Ice Age is interesting because as we were watching it, I was noticing how sparse it is and yeah. how like like there's nothing on the ground and it was weirding yeah, me out. Yeah, like the ground is not rendered. And I was trying to figure out if that was like if that movie was made now and it yeah. looked like that, I would say, Oh, this is an intentional choice. They're going for mm. something. But I like it didn't seem like it. Yeah. It didn't seem like they were going for a particularly minimalist style. It just seemed like the limits of what they could do. And which, I think it was like an MVP. So right, like ice yeah. is white, guys, guys, ice yeah. is white. Ice is white. Like, Put it in there. Fine. Great. Yeah. Because <laughs> the character designs, it, certainly for Sid and Manny yeah. are better. I hate Manny's head, but I understand. There are some weird shapes, but like the fur is pretty good. And like Manny looks a little bit matted, but I think that is choice. I think that's design more than. Yeah, that's probably. That's probably Diego part of it. looks too smooth, and he looks like every other saber tooth. Diego looks like every saber tooth except the one I like, the fat one. The one that like actually has a, like a personality, like a personality and a visual and a design. Character, yeah. <coughs> um, <laughs> um, no, you burped. You didn't sneeze. That's correct. That was weird. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Manny uh, looks unique, and Sid is great. Like. Yes, yeah, Sid He's, is like a Gumby kind of. We're we're in two thousand three. We're at a lower budget. He is not the best animated thing I've ever seen in my life, but I love his widow Wegs as he waddles around. Uh huh. Uh, Super I, spastic. Yeah. As a character, I I will say constantly as I'm hearing as I'm seeing the character move, and I'm hearing John Leguizamo's voice for it. I'm like, so did they just try and make Roger Rabbit? Mm. Because he's got like kind of a similarly weird, like yeah. floppy waddle, and John Leguizamo is really doing a Roger Rabbit voice. Yeah. So it's it's just re it was just, yeah. You would ask before you knew it was yeah. Leguizamo, whether it was Charles yeah, Fletcher yeah. or Fletcher. Then it was really throwing me off. So that's just. But he's but, yeah, he's the best design character in the movie besides but, maybe Scrat. Yeah, I think Scrat is the best yeah. for sure. 
And the humans look weird in this movie. The, the hum- humans look terrible. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. They're not supposed to be. But, like, there's enough design feature on any of the characters where you can see what their expressions are, right? Even, like... You come back to Lion King 2019 where you can't tell what any of the characters' okay, well, expressions are. Better. This is so much better than that's that. That's a live action movie. They used real lions. Uh, and not when they're counting it as the highest grossing Disney animated feature film yeah, of all really time. They really try and have it both ways Screw on that. Screw you. Um, the ki- I just remembered that on the news in Tokyo Godfathers, they were reporting on a missing baby and yeah. they show an artist's <gasps> rendering of the missing baby. It just Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah, it's adorable. It's hilarious. It, I mean, this movie is 2D. Yes. This movie is not 3D. And it yeah. looks gorgeous. It looks lovely, yeah. Um, But also, like, the artist's rendering of the baby, like, makes me laugh so hard because what would you do with that? Yeah. It looks like literally <laughs> every baby. It's like a baby. It's like, oh, an artist's rendering of a baby. Uh-huh. Like this baby has like a a, a mole or something yeah. on its forehead, but so you could just say yeah. this baby has a mole on its forehead. Yeah. Like an artist rendering of the baby. It looks very different from all other babies. But that's this this movie's tone is so just dead on it's the so whole time. Wild, like yeah. you know every t- like that was supposed to be a joke, right? Yeah. Like that was supposed to that make was, you laugh. That was funny and, and you it, know it, it and won. it just like the jokes make you like guffaw yeah i laughed out loud a lot in this movie yes and again from like the early tone i wasn't sure i would right a movie where like a homeless man gets attacked by like asshole teenagers yeah and also an already dead homeless man gets attacked by teenagers there's this movie is violent and it is not pulling any punches in terms of like sheltering you from any (laughs) yeah it's it's rough mm-hmm. and it's funny and it's heartwarming they yeah the, the shifts it. between i shouldn't say like the tone like it's a singular thing like the shifts between tone from yeah. scene to scene and moment to moment work so well yeah that like there are moments where you legitimately feel like your main characters are in danger and they might die and because yeah like i thought uh gin died at one point there were a couple times because i'm the, like i don't know what this movie's in, gonna do in the group chat we were having with my brother that you said (laughs) i literally don't know what's coming next like i (laughs) um speaking of dead characters Mm. uh ice age almost had a dead character it almost did yeah diego um ends up in a fight it's like the climactic sequence with the other saber tooths and he gets wounded and uh, asks them to leave him behind because he's a close to death and that's sad of course the movie doesn't treat it like it's a death death be like right i know watching it that i'm like well we're he's, leaving him he's behind fine, uh, yeah it's fine but apparently in the in um earlier drafts diego did die and kids hated it so much that they brought him back so there you go yeah. that's so that and that so he does, might like, have been he appears later it's like a, oh, that might have been closer nice. to the three bad men it might it would have been one man down <laughs> instead of two. And yeah, I mean and in Tokyo Godfathers there's moments where I'm like, Oh, they're all gonna die. They might already be they dead. They might already be dead. Yeah. It's really unclear. Like yeah. Gin looked like he was gonna die yeah. at several points. Yeah. Hana could easily Hana's like coughing blood more and more through the movie, so you're like, Well, Hana's gonna die. Like, 
And Miyuki has like a strange hallucination flashback where you're like, oh. And she's like kidnapped by a gang or yeah. something. There's yeah. a lot happening. There's, there's a lot happening. Okay, Kate. Let but me, no one dies. Let me ask you, is there, is there anything else you, you really want to get to in these movies before we move on to the final cuts? So, I mean, did we, did we answer the question? I think that the answer is maybe yes. Of like, why Three Godfathers? And it's, is it because we want to know that Wait, we did you say the answer is maybe yes? Did we did we answer the question? Oh, okay. And the question is, why is the Three Godfathers so pervasive as a movie trope or starting I mean, inspiration or complete story inspiration? I think here here's here's what I'll say to that is our podcast. Uh, we normally spend a little more time talking about like, especially if we see a movie we don't really care for, mm-hmm. we'll spend a little more time ragging on that movie, or we'll spend a little more time like. Talking about the the people behind it, mm-hmm. or the animation, or the songs, or mm-hmm. things like that, and all we did was talk about the characters and their relationships. Yeah. This whole this whole episode, basically. So and some smooth ice and some smooth ice, yeah. Yeah. But I'd say like that's probably why it's so pervasive is because you do th- you put three vastly different characters yeah. in a complicated situation, mm-hmm. and it's. It's going to generate something really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Then then I'm done. All right. Then it's time for the final cut. Is it? Yeah. Final cut is a series of segments where we list some thieves, kind of. Yeah. Or other things. Scene shout out comes first in the final cut. Kate, do do you want to start this or should I start this? Yeah, let's start with Ice Age. Okay. I'm ready. Go. I'm ready. Um, So my scene shout out is two parts. <laughs> it's two shots of two different scenes. Okay. And it's um, so when the human mother kind of like gets like claws onto shore to basically give her baby to this woolly mammoth yeah. and a sloth, which why would you do? I don't know. Do Hey, Are look, they personified back in cave times? I don't know. Do you, she's dying. She's got to do something. Yeah, she's got to do something. And she's like reaching out her hand for them or like kind of like trying to make eye contact. Mm. And you get a shot of Manny where his eyes just bolt open mm. and he is paralyzed. Like, you know some shit is going down in his <laughs> head and you don't know what it is yet. But yeah. he just freezes nice. and takes the baby no questions asked but he like his eyes jolt open right mm-hmm. and so where you see the callback is then when they're later on in their adventure taking care of the baby they find their way into some caves with a bunch of cave drawings um of like oh look here's nice here's these oh, caves good job, this is i remember this from the theater yeah like and it they're like, oh, they're, they're, there's this baby's family. There's some humans. Oh, there's some woolly mammoths, just like you, Manny. Oh, look what this one looks just like you, and it's with a with a mommy mammoth and a baby yeah. mammoth. They all look so happy, and you see Manny's eyes do the, the same, same thing. thing. And then there's a beautiful sequence of um, the cave paintings actually telling the animation story. So it's that cool thing where it's like a two D animation moment yeah. in um, a three D animated movie. Where, Always enjoy those where you see Manny's. Wife and child get killed by humans, and you find out that Manny is a or orphan dad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
but it's exactly the same. His eyes do exactly the same thing as in that first scene where the mom is reaching out um, and saying, take care of my baby. And I think that's really powerful. Like, wow. it, it affected me this time, too. And this time I wasn't quite as impressed with the movie as I was in 2002, but it, it stood out for sure. Okay. Sorry, I took two scenes. Did you want to take one of those? I like when Scrap buries the nut. <laughs> no, please. That's you have the- such a good scene shout out. No, I just like um, the Scrat opener and closer are really fun. Mm. The first one, he's just he's trying to find a place to bury a nut, and he finally does, and it breaks off a piece of ice and uh-huh. starts a whole adventure. Uh-huh. And then at the end, he's like washed up in like Hawaii, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, and he buries a nut and it starts a crack and like he recognizes that this is a problem. And so he's like trying to hold the world together as it breaks apart. Uh, and eventually like a volcano yeah. erupts. Um, but it's a coconut cause his nut washes it was away a into the yes. sea. Like those scenes are so patient with it's the comedy. It's so patient and oh, so fun. Good. And he's, it's like, it's really lovely. It's a great way to break up. And this happens like a couple of times and it's a great way to break up the movie. Yeah. 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 As you said, this, this, this runner is what makes, like, I think Ice Age is fine. If it didn't have the Scrat Runner, it would be much harder to watch. I think it's kind of become like it more or less its mascot, even yeah. more so than Sid or Manny. Like, yeah. you, oh, oh, it's the Ice Age squirrel rat. Like, yeah. If you look up Ice Age online, yes. you'll get pictures of, of. He's he's in their poster, but not the baby. Really? Yeah. Scra- the poster, at least on Wikipedia, is. Manny, Sid, Diego, and Scrat. Well, maybe they didn't want to spoil the whole baby thing. Maybe. Or they didn't want to remind you if you saw it uh, 18 years ago. That's true. They want to keep that under wraps. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Nice. Do you want to see and shout out Tokyo Godfather? Yes. A, there's trying, a lot here. There are so many scenes. Um, I... Okay. There are probably a bunch of scenes that I liked more than this one. Mm-hmm. But I, in general, hate car chase scenes in movies. <laughs> I think they're dumb. I never like them. You don't. I, I just, I'm waiting for them to be over. Yeah. I really enjoyed the car chase scene in this It movie was really well done. Because there's like several vehicles that it's going between. So what the car chase sequence takes place after they realize that the mom that they gave the baby back to is not actually the mom. So like now she had she's stolen an additional the baby kidnapper. From the hospital, yeah, she's right. like a twice kidnapped um a uh, very mentally unstable woman. She also needs help. They all do. Yeah. Um, so then she, it's a sequence of events where the kidnapper steals a truck and then they steal a bike and then they steal a car, but it's like a taxi driver that they've met before yeah, they, in the movie. Yeah, they just kind of like hijack this taxi Yeah, cab. they're like, we need to follow this. Vi-. And so like, like Hannah is shouting out wild things at the taxi driver and Gin is going on the side with a bike and he almost gets swooshed in a tunnel. But it's like, it's all, this scene is never, it's not one of the scenes where you think one of them are going to die, unlike other scenes. So it's like played for laughs, but it's also high stakes and it's also really fast and things are happening. Boom, boom, boom. And it just, it made me laugh out loud. It made me shout out loud. Yeah, that, that, that poor taxi driver. uh, (laughs) Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nice. Good, good on them for making a car chase enjoyable. So I'll I'll jump. You did you did a more fun scene. I'll jump to a more serious scene on this movie. 
Um, there's a sequence where, um, is it Miyuki? Mm-hmm. Uh, is like kidnapped. She's like, oh yeah. She's taken like hostage um, as like kind of a human shield by um, what is like a Latino gang member. Yeah. And From the Japanese mafia's wedding. Yeah, and it doesn't like it doesn't seem like they mean her any harm, but right. they also can't let her go, sort right. of thing. Um, but the whole uh, so so he takes her home, her and the baby, and the baby, yeah. and there is like a mom. I think it's his wife. Yeah, his wife, who's who's also a new mother. Yes. So she has a baby, uh-huh. and she like she feeds the babies. Mm-hmm. And then she and Miyuki, despite not speaking the same language, yeah. bond. Um, the whole scene, like that character's whole dialogue is in Spanish. Uh-huh. Um, without, and it's not translated. Right, without yeah. without subtitles. So it's just like, cool, you're not meant to understand this, uh-huh. but you're meant to like... But if you do, which yeah. I did, it, it yeah. is good dialogue. And the rest of us. Um, <laughs> but like we, we, I, you know... Just like Miyuki, you pick up the context clues. Right. You know, she'll be like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't remember any examples. Mm-hmm. But, like, she she bonds, and we get Miyuki's backstory. Yes. She's talking, like, she's talking to a person that can't necessarily um, understand every word she's saying, uh-huh. but she understands, like, enough, or she understands the emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's a scene of... Miyuki bonding with a mom. Yes. Which is really kind of wonderful. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like she's getting a, some some parenting mm-hmm. there. Some, like, a parent who's just, like, listening and understanding. Mm-hmm. Or listening and trying to understand, even if she doesn't necessarily. Yeah. And I just, I found it, like, at the end of it, they're just, like, laying on the ground together. Mm-hmm. And I just found it really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that scene a lot. Yeah. And I... Like, I'm a little, I think probably watching this English dub is the best because it's been updated for 2020 because I've learned that I like Japanese subs better because the mm-hmm. original language is preserved. Because that, like, the the only reason I'd want to watch the, the sub now is to, like, be watching a movie in Japanese and then all of a sudden hearing a language I understand but not English. Because ah, ah, ah. we were, we were <laughs> yeah. like, oh, is this supposed to be Spanish or is this... Yeah, I, I, we, were, we were wondering Spanish if it was changed for the English dub. No, yeah, it's it's Spanish it really speaking cool, yeah. in the Japanese version. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, and I sorry, I just want to go back to something you said uh, yesterday. Um, this is completely unrelated to this scene. Shout out, but you were talking about um, English dubs of Japanese mm. uh, movies, mm-hmm. and you said the thing that bothers you mm-hmm. the most is. A lot of Japanese animation, the characters have very exaggerated talking styles. Yes. And when that doesn't match up, it just feels weird. Especially when they're under high emotion, right? Yeah. Like, I've noticed this in Miyazaki movies and in this movie. I mean, Pokemon's just high emotion all the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, their vowels are really big. Or, like, when they go, like, ow, it's their whole face becomes, their like, three mouth, times as yeah. big. And if the vowel doesn't match exactly in English, it's like, well, this looks silly. Like, well, what this, are we doing here? This yeah, is, it, it, and and I know enough now, but yeah. like to my untrained eye, I'm like, oh, well, this is crudely animated. They didn't. 
They couldn't think of anything better to do than just do a caricature right here. But it's a whole style thing. And then when you watch it in Japanese, you're like, oh, no, these vowels match up. It matches up. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And I think that was another thing. This movie took us a couple of minutes to get into. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it was also that. Like, that there's a lot of, like, very loud, very yelly dialogue. And there were a lot of mouths going real big. And Did you agree with my brother he said it a couple times Usually, but maybe yeah. not toward the end of the movie there was there was some repetition of the phrase this is poorly dubbed in our group chat mm-hmm. did you still feel like that by the end yeah i don't think it was okay. i don't think it was the best um it was definitely like um i feel like uh a lot of ghibli is well dubbed okay. I, I know you haven't had great experiences sure. with it but I feel like a lot of Ghibli is well dubbed. I think they make a lot of effort to match animation when they can, mm-hmm. you know, um, stuff like that. So uh, I I also feel like I feel like it's important to change the acting style mm. of the original uh, when the animation doesn't match up like that. Yeah. Right. Like. When you've got like Gin and Hana yelling at each other, yeah, and like you're trying to follow the words which are already being yeah. yelled, and you're looking at the mouths which are not matching up, right? It becomes a little overwhelming, mm-hmm. and I think there's like I don't, I don't know, but I feel like there's something they could have done to make those scenes a little easier to follow and and, yeah. and understand. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think it was necessarily badly dubbed, but I've definitely seen better. And at least for me, like maybe it's just because I knew what I was looking at and what the disconnect was. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also like this movie. For <laughs> I'm gonna say something really weird right now. I love it. This movie has a more traditional plot than a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, and this movie was wild. Like it, was, it had an insane. It plot. was wild, but it was A, B, C. But D. it was like this there thing was happens, more. Then this thing happens. There was more action happening, so yeah. it wasn't like it was a weird. Oh, here's another alarm. Oh, the phantasmic alarm. Dun, 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 um, dun, nothing dun, to do with cookie dun, timers, just for fun. Just phone alarm for four o'clock. Yeah, that's for right. For whatever reason. Um, but maybe I guess for me because like there's there's kind of an like a high energy baseline in any scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in a Miyazaki movie, if they're just like watching a dandelion fly through the sky yeah. for 10 minutes and their mouths don't match up. I'm like, what am I here for? Like what? <laughs> I don't care about this. Like, I don't care about their talking yeah, especially, about a dandelion. Especially like later Miyazaki where it is like, we're sitting in a field for a while. Yeah. And that's our movie. So I think when you only it. have dialogue every 10 minutes, yeah, it's like, it stands out more, whereas these characters are constantly speaking and talking. And so it's like, well, I don't have time to figure out whether this is syncing up or not because they're saying so many There's words so that I need happening. to hear to get the plot. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was a long scene shout out. <laughs> so uh, what's next? MVP? MVP. MVP. Kate, go. I The director of Tokyo Godfathers. Um, Whose name is? Sat- uh, Satoshi Kon. Satoshi Kon, yeah. Yeah, great. I can't wait to see more movies of of I, him. I'm of, really I'm really excited about this, that. This movie made me really happy. I liked that it was so different and didn't have the you know, didn't have the um 
limitations of it being at least even dubbed a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it wasn't just like, we're going to use the animation to be really graphic. It wasn't yeah. using it for that. It was just, we're going to tell an interesting story. I also through animation like the this this movie had like brief nudity. It yeah, but surprise it was, nipples. I think surprise, is the way surprise it nipples came up is the, the way we the called it. But it was like it was always to do with breastfeeding a child. Yes, yes, which was interesting mm-hmm. and was a repeated theme. Yes, um, especially when um, the the Latino mother mm-hmm. had no problem like getting the child to breastfeed. Yeah. And the woman who, like, was like, you're, you're my, the woman who, like, stole the child, mm, the kid was yeah, like, yeah. I am not hungry. Yeah. I am not interested. Yeah, she was trying to. And it was the child. Yeah. not working at all. Yeah. So th- I thought that was a really interesting yeah. um, thing, too. Interesting. Satoshi Kone, like, uh, also did Paprika, which is supposed to be great, which I haven't okay. seen, but. I liked Smoke Paprika, the. Oh my god, we love I... we love smoked paprika. <laughs> that is a thing. Uh, did, then do of, you have an... Then of course, sorry. Are you oh, stalling to try to find the name of your MVP? Is that should I? I'm, should I'm I ready. Say more words. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I'm doing my best. Yep. Uh, Keiko Nobumoto. Okay. Keiko, I think, uh, is a Japanese screenwriter who created the screenplay for. Cowboy Bebop, Wolf's Reign, and of course Tokyo Godfather. All right. Um, yeah, F- female screenwriter. She rules. Awesome. I really, really love Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I love Tokyo Godfathers. Oh my gosh, this movie was things. written by a female screenwriter. Yeah. I'm like, bo- like fireworks are going <laughs> off in my brain right now. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I like the movie explored. I think that like that's one of the like the like that's where again like that breastfeeding yeah where it's like this is something a like a male writer might not think about yeah. but yeah. I feel like this is a experience of motherhood yeah. that like like I I will never grasp what it is like to just create food for another human being mm. but like a female screenwriter she might have some ideas. Yeah, and even just the way I feel like that Hana is treated throughout the movie yeah. for something that was made in 2003, for something that in the original plot synopsis she's called a drag queen. Right. Um, yeah, and that's the, interesting. the way women are treated in this movie yeah. is like, like I feel like um, uh, Miyuki, mm-hmm. right, is, is like... She's an interesting character, and she's a flawed character, but yeah. I don't think she's treated unfairly. Mm-mm. And same with the the woman who kidnaps the baby. Like, yeah, she she had like a mental breakdown after like a miscarriage, a miscarriage, and her her husband got into gambling and debt, mm-hmm. and she was like a exa- uh, what a which, uh, hostess, a hostess, yeah, who like had plastic surgery to like she also looked like more western like that was a whole mm-hmm. thing i'm like you don't have time for this but that that's just but it's, there. Like, it's it's very like this is a very traumatized character yes. yeah and it's not just like hey it's some crazy woman it's right. like it's like yeah she she's doing she's she's flawed yeah and also she you, i don't think she's her, treated unfairly yeah you see her decision making and you see her yeah yeah 
Oh, that's great. Yep. That's great. Also, extra shout out to Hannah's I like Shakina knife. I, I don't know, link that. Yeah, um, we just we love Tokyo Godfathers. So yeah. That's that's all. Hey but, Kate. But good work, Ice Age. Uh yeah. <laughs> Here's gonna be a fun one. Crossover. How do you cross over oh Ice Age and Tokyo Godfathers? Oh my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> you know what, Dick? You can't just switch the babies. Nope. They're okay. going to have a play date. <laughs> Their families are going to hang out, and the babies are going to, like, you know, do baby things. And then the adults are all going to talk to each other. And it's going to be hella awkward. And no one's going to have a good time except for the babies. And I want to watch all of it. Okay. Okay. Okay, I... That's maybe how you get the adult characters oh, dead. Oh, no, that's is great. Is maybe put those playdates together. That's yeah. That's how you kill them off. They will kill each other. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, oh, for, are you crying or sweating? What's happening? Both. Okay. So for... Um, I'm crying sweating. I'm sweating uh-huh. tears. Uh-huh. For for our crossovers, do, do, do we have to make two different things, or can they just all be no. crossover into one thing? One thing, thing. yeah. Okay. Then here's what I do. I take the uh, writer and director of Tokyo Godfathers, and I give them Ice Age. Mm. And just see what happens. Mm. And that's it. Interesting. Do you, like, think it's, you don't think it's just Tokyo Godfathers? No. I, it has I, to be on ice. It has I, to be a swap. I think and, we give them those characters, and we it. say, this is a family movie. Got it. Yeah. And we say, what do you, what do, you do with this? Because uh-huh. I would just be really interested to see yeah. what comes out what the tonal differences are and maybe it's better maybe it's worse yeah. but like uh, i think there would be a shift in focus uh mm. and i think that would be interesting yeah also i think scrat would still be great yeah i feel like scrat the the thing i thought of first was just put scrat in tokyo godfathers yeah totally would fit in yeah like oh scr- yeah like scrat Rummaging through food to try Scrat to find would be an great acorn. as like the fourth member of their group. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Also that. It'd be like Hannah's pet. Like so, s- secret second crossover is that. <laughs> Hannah's uh, pet Scrat. Hannah's pet Scrat. It is now then time for the final. Final cut. Cut. Where we take each of these movies and we decide what would we do with them? Would we re-release? Mm-hmm. Would we create some sort of special edition Ooh. in any number of mediums? Yeah. Or Media. Media. Or would we vault it never to be seen again? Oof. Wow. Uh, Let's start Start with with Ice Age. Tokyo Godfathers, please. All right. Uh, Re-release. I loved it. I'm going to second your re-release and raise you a... um, I'd like... I'd like a... Like, again, the reason why I would choose against the Japanese original would be for the casting choices and for sure. some of those lines that were changed in 2020 so like let's do another japanese dub of the japanese I mean, original just, like give it a rewrite yeah yeah and and different and you know put in trans actors yeah and actresses i mean bring it from it. a 2003 movie to a 2020 movie right in terms but of yeah like, redub redub the japanese yeah um i think i would be interested in seeing that movie. interesting yeah but otherwise re-release this is great nice Ice Age is a more complicated... You start, because I'm still thinking. I am too. Shoot. I don't... 
So they've already done what my like special edition would be, which is scratch shorts. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. Like this movie's got some emotional court. Like I kinda wish it focused on Manny a little bit more. But interesting. Or, or I at do least not gave Sid a little bit more of like Manny content. Yeah. Like some more emotional content in his backstory. Maybe we could cross over again and have him be there instead of Manny. I just Manny is the least I I hate that character. That's fine. I'm just so bored by him. That's fine. Um but he gets like a fun he gets an arc where he gets to like protect a baby and see him to safety. Yeah. When he's not been able to do that for Oh, his I own understand. Family. I just Um yeah, I guess I think I special edition um because one I think clearly like their water technology has been used elsewhere. Sure. Um, that's one of the thing. that was one of the motifs of the feeds that I was reading is like they pioneered some technologies yeah. in small doses that now we see it's all the time in yeah. animated movies. Um, so yeah, like keep the water. I, yeah, I think, I think scrat shorts are what I, so special edition, uh, for parts. Okay. So here's my special edition. Uh, we redo Manfred. Okay. Um, I don't mind the other characters, but Manfred, I, I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's our main character. He to me is not. Yeah. He like, I would like, like Tokyo Godfathers Ooh. does a really good job of, of making sure that all three of our characters yeah. are main characters at some point. Yeah. But Hana is. Not our main character, I would say, or maybe she is. I don't know. What do you think? Who's the main character of that movie? I was trying to answer this question for both of them in my head. Yeah. That's why my brain, like, you saw my face just go twisty. Yeah. Um, like, for Ice Age, Manfred is our main character. Are Hundo you sure? P. But we meet the sloth first. We meet... I, I don't think, think we, that's true, no. No, we meet Manny first. But, like, yeah. Sid seems sometimes like the main character. See, this is... And Diego's the one with the arc. Yeah. So this, like, is, this is what I I'm saying. I think they like, each get... I, I think it's distributed evenly in a different way than Tokyo Godfathers. Right. I think Tokyo Godfathers distributes pretty evenly. I think Hana is main character just for reasons of, like... She's, she's you get the a inciting bit, character, right? And you, you get a little bit more of, like... um a rap with her kind of like um, dysfunctional family arc. Yeah. And she in the climax is the one who actually saves the baby from like, that's true. Like she catches it off the roof and like brings it to safety. Whereas like in ice age, I think Manfred would work better as a secondary character. And I think Sid works better as our main character. Mm -hmm. So I want to do that. I want to recast Manfred because I I don't think Ray Romano does. I think great. Ray Romano did a fine job. I don't. I didn't care for him. That might just be me and Ray Romano, but uh-huh. I didn't care for it. Um, and then we bring in a team to redo all the animation. Sure. Because it's. I mean. Yeah, I think it would even be for, an easier like. Oh yeah, this is a B plus movie with some stronger animation. Yeah, like even for two thousand three, I think it was probably a little rough looking. Yeah. It's very sparse, mm-hmm. so you know it doesn't have to be a full redo. But I think, like, with with what we've seen of like Coco and uh, 
Dante in Coco, mm. we can make Sid a lot floppier. Yeah. I mean, already he's got a lot of those same character traits. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see a floppier Sid, yeah. basically. Yeah. Floppier Sid. Floppier Sid. <laughs> floppier Sid. Everyone chant at home. Floppier Sid. Uh-oh. Nope. Um, cool. That That's hey. a wrap. All right. That is a wrap. That was really fun. Yeah. Those are those are I, those are some really interesting movies to talk about. I had an enjoyable time doing this podcast with you, Kate. Hey, listeners! If you have any enjoyable movies, there's people listening. We'd to like us to talk about right now. Hopefully, live. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dick, where can they um, reach out to us with a pair or a single movie that? We need to see. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, podcast, uh, gmail.com. Summit's podcast on Twitter. Summit's podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, yeah, if you're, I was going to say, if you're a Blue Sky uh, former employee, we don't have anything to give you, but yeah, uh, kudos I, to you. But good, Shout out. Good job for and, having a job at um, some point. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry to Blue Sky. Sorry that Disney is buying everything. <sighs> And it's so, like, uh, right? Like, am I going to watch a Blue Sky movie over a Disney me- movie? No. Like, probably not. Disney's really good at storytelling, goddammit. But they don't, it. But they don't they're have to also, buy They don't. And they could have rehabilitated And they're this. really good at telling. Or just say, okay, Blue Sky does, what, like, t- our TV series now or something, right? right? Like, they can give them an arm to do. Okay, so for some of podcast, anyway, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. Uh... Blue sky to ya. Blue sky to ya. Yeah. Hey, we forgot to record a after a song bumper thing. So here is one. Doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. Bye.